Money FM 89.3, the best of prime time. In the spotlight on Money FM 89.3. Thanks indeed for joining us on Prime Time. I'm Bharati Jagdesh. Now, as the cost of living increases, many people have started side hustles to generate extra income for themselves. In Japan, the government will actually ask companies that stop their employees from taking a second job to explain their reasons. The move started in July. It's aimed at encouraging more large companies to allow their employees to hold such jobs. Now, the rule is not mandatory, and companies that decline to provide reasons will not face a penalty. But the Japanese government hopes that such disclosure will help job seekers find companies that are more open about side work. It also hopes it will foster greater diversity in Japan's work practices and encourage talent to move into growth areas. So should employees be allowed to take on side hustles and should employers be worried? We're talking today with Winnie Poi. She's MD of local creative agency Antics at Play. And she actually allows her staff to do all of this, to take on side hustles. We'll be joined by one of her employees, Jasmine Tan, who's account manager at Antics at Play as well. Hi, thank you so much for joining us, both of you, Winnie and Jasmine. Hi. Hi, Barney. <laughs> Beautiful unison in the voices as well and great <laughs> harmony. Uh, so here's the thing. Let's start with Winnie. You allow your employees to do work on the side. Tell us what made you want to do this. Yes. Uh, firstly, thank you for having us, Bharati. As you know, we are in the creative industry. And for most of our staff, there's really a need for creative input, you know, whether you attend a sh- a show, watch an exhibition. I think all these are fairly important. And most of them have a need for a creative output as well. There's a budding chef, there's a, you know, a, uh, artist, street artist and so on. And sometimes work just cannot provide every desired experience. We, we don't work on all types of brands or all types of clients. So I think it's great that they can go out and experience uh, something else that can give you the kind of, um, give them the kind of life and career fulfillment and it keeps the passion up for um, the side hustles as well as the key work. Mm. But I'm pretty sure there are some legal issues to deal with as well. I mean, what if there's a conflict of interest? Because I have to say that I actually do lead a life mm. like that. I've got a full-time job and then I'm, I do side hustles. But my bosses are always aware of who I'm working with on the side. And in mm. fact, I have to declare it every now and then so that they can be assured that I'm not working for a direct competitor and that there is no conflict of interest. Yeah, you're absolutely right. We, should, we will try to avoid you know, the conflict of interest. I guess the litmus test is always, uh, would this be a client or a project that Antics at Play is actually interested in? I, that would be probably the test that the staff has to um, think through. And, you know, but most times, agency projects are of a bigger scale, a larger scope than a freelancer scope. So we don't find that conflict that often. And I have to say, we can provide some latitude as well. For example, Jasmine does uh, some um, food and beverage clients. And in Ending Supply, we do too. But if we can have an understanding about what type of projects you undertake and 
what she wants, then I guess there won't be any unhappiness between uh, employer and staff. Mm, we'll talk to Jasmine in just a second, but do you formalize all of this, Winnie, in your agency? For instance, do they have forms to fill up every time they take on a new client on the side or things like that? Is it written into their contract as well? Uh, no, actually, uh, in the contract, we did say that there's something that they have to declare. Mm. We don't really have a form of form that they fill in, but we do um, get them to inform us early, even as early as interview stage. I guess it's really a contract, an employment contract is between two parties. So for the staff, they should also ensure that the company is agreeable and is happy to go with the arrangement if having side gigs are important to them, yeah. right? Uh, after the initial uh, check-in, then from time to time when they, are, they have updates, they will just update uh, HR. So there's really no need for us to keep checking and all that. If there are alarm bells or areas that come up, we will just talk it out like, hey, is this true that this is this? Or should we talk about it? Mm-mm. And I think we can resolve it then. Yeah, that sounds like a nice arrangement where you have open communication as well. Yes. Jasmine, yes. let's talk about you now. So tell hey. us more about your side hustle. What exactly is it? And how did you manage to discuss this with your bosses? Sure. So I was actually a freelancer before I took on a full-time position at Antix, actually. Mm. Um, so it was a freelance life that I led for a few years, actually. Um, and uh, I had to tell um, Winnie about it, right? There was no way, there, was, there were no two ways about it. Um, so my side hustle, I continue to kind of uh, do it now uh, intermittently um, and it is um, doing PR work for um, F&B clients mostly, but I've also ventured into fintech clients. Um, they, uh, they tend to be smaller, much smaller than say clients that Anticepte would take on. So um, Winnie is right in that the scope and scale are usually not uh, agency or full full agency um, scale and hence um, there is not much conflict there. Mm. Mm. What other areas do you think you might venture into in the months or years to come? Uh, I actually have not thought about that. Mm. Um, I, I really like um, the food and beverage scene because... Uh, I am personally like invested in good food and great drinks. So uh, I think mm. it offers me um, uh, an insight into the scene that I'm in love with. Uh, so I can I will continue to serve this community. Mm. Um, I could hear that- Winnie laughing in the background. <laughs> so clearly the two of you go out for drinks together quite often. <laughs> eh? uh, not She's often an expert. Enough. Okay. A lot of people tell me, you know, my full-time job tires me out and keeps me busy enough. Where is the time to do another Mm. job? So tell me more about this experience, Jasmine. How do you find the time and why do you want to do it? Um, I see now um, side hustles as mm, pocket money is to get me the extra couple of drinks uh, after work um, <laughs> with Winnie I, is it <laughs> <laughs> yes I, I would really like to take up drinks um, and then where do I find the time I feel like on weekends or in the evenings when I do get the time or when I know my schedule is not so crazy I take on jobs of course if I know it's a busy period at my day job then no I would um, reject so, yeah, I think uh, um, I kind of play with time that way, but mostly weekends. 
You mentioned extra money, right? So pocket money. Some employers feel that by allowing their employees to have side hustles, they can actually afford to pay them less for their full-time job. I've actually heard this before, where the employer will say to you, you know, I can only afford to pay you this much, but I'll let you go and get many, many side jobs in order to supplement your income. That's not fair either, is it? I mean, it's letting an employee do work on the side doesn't absolve the employer, does it, in this situation? Yeah, actually, that would be quite odd, uh, a proposal to me. Um, mm. I, yeah, I don't see um, side hustles as in conflict with um, a full-time job because I don't do it during office hours. Um, yeah, that's essentially it. And, and that's why I don't think that's fair at all. Winnie, I'd like your take on this (laughs) since you're in that position, right? So have you heard this before from people where they say, okay, I can't afford to pay you very much, so I'll allow you to do work on the site because of that? That's not really right, is it? Generally, I would have to say that doesn't really happen. The full-time job should support the staff with, you know, a certain level of uh, lifestyle of definitely for them to feel sufficient and comfortable. Um, I think if a staff has to take on side hustle just for, you know, to get into a survivor uh, basis, then there's something wrong mm. uh, with it for sure. But I, I think flexibility in HR management is also about, we do have a staff, uh, um, maybe some admin and some, some of this uh, staff, they want to just work half the time or maybe... Yeah. I think uh, moms who just want to work in the afternoon, uh, sorry, in the morning because they want to spend afternoons with their primary school kids. I think this part-time arrangement could be made. And then the amount of salary will commensurate with the amount of time and um, responsibility, the, the depth of the responsibilities that are expected of them. Yeah. I think those just goes to show a higher level of flexibility that employers can make for different types of work arrangement that people want. So, yeah, mm. that's how different from you do all the work and then I just pay less. Yeah, know? and then in return, I tell you, you can go out and get other jobs. That's not fair. <laughs> Here's the thing, Winnie. To what extent do you worry that some of your staff may actually see their work with you suffer because they're taking on too many side hustles? Uh, from what I can observe, our creative people take on usually, they, they usually take on passion projects, things that they like. But it is true that sometimes the, um, the seasonality of work, it all falls at the same time. For mm. example, for Jasmine, I guess Christmas, Chinese New Year menu, these are probably busy times for her. And then during such timing, that you, you can sense that sometimes they face difficulty in uh, managing uh, their time. And so they feel a little bit more mm. uh, stressed out. So we do guide our staff uh, through probably how to have better time management. And also, I mean, side hustles and side gigs are not for everyone. Yeah. Some people just prefer to like focus on one thing at the same time and maybe to take a half a year sabbatical to try something else. I think the idea is to have flexibility in talent management so that people can have very strong career fulfillment.
Yeah, that's the thing. I think a lot of employers in Singapore are not so flexible. I mean, I've had my own personal experiences where I've told certain employers, look, I can't work for you full time. Would it be okay if we had a contract where I was allowed to do other things on the side? Mm-hmm. And a lot of them were very hesitant. They said, no, why wouldn't you want a full time job? Some of us just you know, don't. Some people I know want portfolio careers where they want a range of projects ongoing, you know, all at the same time. So how do you think flexibility can be encouraged in the Singapore context? Yeah, I think flexibility has got to go beyond work from home, flexi benefits and so on. We have to think that um, our people and our employees are so talented. They have multi-talents. They most sometimes they want to pursue this talent simultaneously, and at the end of the day, you are getting a more talented staff, mm. more multifaceted. I think the approach would be really to keep an open mind, see what you can see, the benefits you can get out of this arrangement, and I believe as long as we set um, good expectations from the get go, and with open communications. And also coaching the staff through best practices, tips on how they can manage time, how they can set focus. I'm sure, I I do believe it can work out to the benefit of both. Winnie, just in a nutshell, right, how has this policy benefited your company? Hmm. I think most importantly to us, it it has helped with uh, staff retention. Hmm. Staff no longer feel that I need to quit to try a different uh, a different career, try a different thing, or uh, I, I need to quit just so that I can work on a certain type of brand or work. So that that's most importantly to us. It has keep people who are good with us for longer periods of time. Then secondly, I think, I feel like the passion level of staff is higher. They're more interested and excited in what they do. So I know they can do design for clients and brands here. But outside, they can do murals and illustration over the weekend, mm. on the street. And that just uh, keep their passion for what they do uh, alive. Yeah, And some of, of that experience will translate into their work for you as well. It does, it does. Because they have different perspectives. They learn from others as well. Jasmine, I'd like to finish this interview with you, to end it mm-hmm. with you. How best do you think more people such as you can be supported through this time because I also do know that a lot of workers these days are saying I can't put all my eggs in one basket I need Mm. to have several jobs so that you know in case there's another economic downturn I might Mm. at least be able to hang on to one right (laughs) you know if Mm. one company lays me off I'll at least have other projects going possibly so clearly this is an important thing how do you think more employers can be encouraged to support individuals such as you I think um, just to mirror a little bit of what uh, Winnie has mentioned, I think flexibility and an open mind is is uh, uh, crucial here. And I feel like employers can see this in a different perspective as um, uh, the side hustle offering like new insights or uh, like a, uh, opening a new door for employees and hence um, um, tapping into untapped potential, I feel um, that could be one way that employers could see this. So I think rather than seeing staff taking on side hustles as like an opportunity cost that they might not want to part with, um, it would be, it is a value add 
and I think um, it is very fair to um, um, shift our uh, perspective or our mindset towards mm. that. Mm. I can already hear some people say, you guys are in the creative industry. Of course, it, it, it will work out for you guys, <laughs> but it doesn't work for all industries. What, what do you think? Perhaps, Winnie, you could weigh in on this. Hmm. I'm not sure if <laughs> I know how all the other industries work. But I think in this, uh, you know, in the, uh, the skill sets that's needed to navigate the future, I don't think what we want from our staff is very singular, a very specific list of skills uh, and competencies. I do think that we want them to stretch that. Mm. And uh, yeah, uh, we, we hire people outside of the creative industry as well. Yeah. Um, and um, yeah, they could be a, a finance planner and then yet they come with um, project management for art installation that they did for NAC, for example. Mm. I think this skill set clearly shows that they can um, use their skills and apply it across different industry and then they really have a wider set of skills and competencies and even within a company, assuming like, you know, not a creative uh, company, I'm sure with job rotation, you can more easily fluid, you know, it's more fluid to uh, place your people or to redesign some of these jobs as and when the market requires. So I think it just kind of like make this um, stuff more elastic in a way mm. and that could really work to what the um, what the company needs at different junctures for different situations. All right. Thank you very much for that. Thanks both of you for joining us this Friday. Winnie Poir and Jasmine Tan from Antics at Play. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.